So, you had any meetings lately that you just really, really enjoyed? Or you got one scheduled you, you just can't wait to get to? Yeah, probably not a lot of us, right? In fact, the studies will tell us that there's a very good chance almost everybody listening right now has had at least one completely unnecessary, even counterproductive meeting in the last seven days. But you know how it goes. They keep on coming. So how do we get you out of them? But, you know, without getting you fired or canceled or forgotten about. That's what we're going to tackle right now. First of all, thanks for finding the Cool Dead Rules. My name is Bill Adams. Thanks for finding the podcast, subscribing, finding us on social media as well. There's been so much of this recently online as well. A lot of business magazines, but also social media. I think maybe, maybe we finally reached a point in corporate America, small business, even just life where people have had enough of meetings. The bad kind. Now you're saying, well, hold on a second now. Meetings are traditional in America. We've gotten a lot done. Not all meetings are bad. It's where some rising stars and companies have really made their mark. They really stood out in the crowd, right? And all of that is true. Right? That's no denying it. It's been part of business life and actually social life too, forever and ever and ever. So what's wrong with them? And this is no surprise to you if you've been in the working world for any amount of time or you're in charge of organizing anything at a social group or any kind of a networking group. You understand how it goes. Number one, with the traditional meeting, what the problem is, is groupthink. I've noticed this almost my entire corporate career. Don't you find this to be true? And I know you can recognize the exact symptoms of a get-together in a corporate environment. People gather just to make themselves heard, right? There's always somebody that pipes up in the meeting just because they feel like they have to be heard or they're contributing somehow to, to make themselves stand up. And that's out of fear. They're afraid of not being heard. They're afraid of not contributing. They're afraid. And the end result, as you well know, is somebody coming up with something that's completely counterproductive. You ever notice this too? Often the, the, the loudest person in the room in any kind of a group gathering or a meeting has absolutely nothing to add, really, when you break it down to the content of what they're actually saying. There's nothing there. They just want to be heard because they're afraid of not being heard. You know about the time-wasting effects of meetings. We know that much. They could be demoralizing. You ever sat in a meeting, and this is mostly in the corporate world, I guess, if you ever come from that background, where somebody is completely cut down to size and they're afraid to actually offer any productive ideas or anything creative, because they've been criticized before unfairly, or maybe even somebody's too oversensitive. That can be another negative effect. Or just simply, flat out, counterproductive. You ever been pulled into a meeting, or had to organize one yourself, and you go into it, and you think, all right, this is great, we're going to tackle this problem, somebody's going to offer a solution, it's not going to take too long. All of a sudden, most likely that loud person in the room, more often than not, let's be honest, offers something completely off track, and it sidetracks the conversation, and other people chime into that, and you really didn't even circle back to what you were trying to accomplish in the first place. All of this stuff, everything I just said, that's pretty easy recognizable, right? Very few people disagree with that. But you may be thinking, well, you, Bill, have just had some bad meetings. Maybe you've just had a bad experience. I have had some great meetings, and I think I, uh, there are some great leaders who, who love meetings, and that's all true as well. There are some great meetings to be had. My personal opinion is, and I think most of them are a complete waste of time, unless you do it right. I've always loved what Elon Musk has said about meetings and some business rules that he actually shared in a Forbes interview pretty, pretty recently here. And no matter what you think of Elon Musk, it's pretty undeniable that's a pretty productive individual, right? Both personally, individually, and in his companies. 
This is the first rule he says about meetings. No large meetings. The first rule he recommends is to avoid them altogether. Here's his quote. Excessive meetings are the blight of big companies and almost always get worse over time. Please get off all large meetings unless you're certain they're providing value to the whole audience. This is what he said to his, his own companies, which makes a lot of sense. Large meetings. Number one, what's the first thing you think of? Somebody in the back room is going to fall asleep if they're not interested, right? Large meetings take time and space and planning and quite often are completely off-site somewhere, which is another time waster and a distraction. Here's what else Elon Musk said about meetings. No long or frequent meetings. Again, memo to his company. He said, get rid of frequent meetings unless you're dealing with an extremely urgent matter. Meetings frequently should drop rapidly once the urgent matter is resolved, which is another great point. I know you've been in a meeting. And again, not all of this stuff is business setting. Sometimes it's just networking or social, whatever it is. You, you, you think you're accomplished already, right? You think you got it all done already? It's clear. You even stuck to point. It's great. All right, let's wrap it up. Somebody has to ask some questions to keep the thing going on and on and on. I know you've been in that situation. More frequent meetings, according to Elon, mean more time talking and less time taking care of necessary tasks. He added something else. And again, he shared this with all of his companies, and this was kind of republished by Forbes here recently. He also recommends, and this is what shocked a lot of people from this, walk out of a meeting or drop off a call as soon as it's obvious you're not adding any value. Doesn't this go back to the loud person in the room we were talking about before that doesn't add anything but noise and sometimes a distraction, nothing but a negative effect? Have the guts to walk out of it. It's not rude to leave. It's rude to make someone stay and waste their time, according to Elon Musk. And I got to tell you, from my experience and from my perspective, I couldn't agree more with what he's saying about this. He's not even the first corporate leader to even say this. I mean, many have throughout the years, but sometimes it takes somebody who actually has business success and notoriety to get changes like this to, to happen in the social and the business world. All right, so that's all recognized. Maybe you saw this coming. Maybe you already knew and you felt this way forever, ever since you've been in working situations. Here's the question. Here's what we've build, built up to so far. What are you going to do about it? Like I always say, this is where I come from. All life skills and all solutions come from communication skills. To me, I say this every single week, there's three parts of it. How you interact with yourself. Second part is how you interact with other people. The third part is how you interact with the outer world, right? On a large macro setting. All of the meeting stuff involves second segment number two in communication, interacting with others. First and foremost, how are you going to interact with the boss? Let's call that person, him or her, the person that schedules the meetings. And maybe this person, quite frankly, doesn't like meetings either, but has grown up in a culture, a corporate environment, a training system, or whatever it is, in a, in a, in a traditional group that has a lot of meetings, and they think they have to, right? If you're the manager or the scheduler, take a look at that and actually reach out to your team members to see if all these meetings are actually necessary. Most people are going to tell you no. And also, times have changed. Attention spans have changed. Try to figure out and interact with those people, find out what they want to see if they want to have those traditional meetings. If you're a team member, this is where you can become a leader really fast. Not in the meeting room. Finding out socially or just during normal work hours outside of the meeting what you can do and get their feeling about meetings and how you can go as a group together to the management team. Or 
And this takes guts. I think it goes back to one of the points that Elon made. Go right to management and head them off at the pass. And this is what I mean by that. Meetings are designed to come up with a solution, right? To fix a problem and come up with a solution. Your best chance of avoiding a meeting is to come up with a solution before you have the meeting. Seeing this work personally in the corporate world and broadcasting anyway, if you can work extra hard before the meeting happens, sometimes even better with some other teammates, you can avoid the meeting altogether and avoid the waste of time. But there's another one here, and this one you got to stay with me, okay? You, you got you to use your imagination on this one, because at first it sounds completely dumb and outlandish, but just think about it for a second. And this applies if you are the scheduler of meetings of any kind, individually, small group, large corporation, whatever it is. If you're the person that is tasked with putting a meeting together, but you don't really like the meetings, you know your team doesn't like the meetings, schedule the worst ones or the biggest ones on a Monday. I know. I know what you're saying. I hear you. You're like, oh, that's awful. Oh, God, you'll be thinking about it all weekend long. Oh, nobody wants a meeting on a Monday. Just hear me out. There's a method to the madness on this. They actually got this from uh, Lifehacker, which is a great website. They, and they came up with a great tip on this. Schedule the meeting on a Monday anyway, even though it sounds like an awful idea and you get the pushback. Because soon you're going to realize that meeting on Mondays, believe it or not, gets canceled more often. Why? Because of people's long weekends and for holidays. Think about it, it's true. Coming up this year alone, President's Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, they are all on Mondays. There's a few of them right there. Juneteenth, Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, Christmas itself, sometimes on a Monday. Fourth of July can come up on a Tuesday, which means you miss out on Monday. That's like a handful right there that could be knocked out right away. Even though it sounds awful, if you have to go ahead and schedule the meeting against your better judgment, Think about putting them on a Monday because it's just begging to get canceled every few weeks. Just an idea. And yes, I've already got questions on this. All this stuff applies for Zoom and team meetings as well. <laughs> all right, with all that said, just use the advice wisely. Make sure you put some thought before you try to get out of a meeting. That's all I'm saying. It can be a bold move sometimes. People aren't always ready for it. Actually, hanging out with me and the Cool Dad Rules. Appreciate your time as always. Finding us online everywhere you search online for the Cool Dad Rules. On any social media site, you're going to find us. Also, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Sharing, subscribing, downloading as well. Always appreciate that and try to make life easier for you. That's what it's all about. Problem? Give me a few minutes. We'll find a solution. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you soon.